Well, can we pray before we just go before the Lord today? I believe the Lord uh, has dropped a, a word in my heart for this moment and right now. But we know this, that the Holy Spirit's power and anointing will take his word and make it come alive on the inside. And so let's just go before him. Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. And Lord, we thank you for this ministry, this house that's established, that we can come and gather, whether we're gathering in person or gathering online. Father, around this voice, we thank you, Lord, that you have things to say, that you have things to address. God, we thank you that you have never once left us alone, and you have not abandoned us in this moment. In fact, you have things for us that will be our way forward. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you, to paint the picture on the inside of our hearts of what you are saying right now. We open wide to receive it. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would anoint the words that flow from my mouth, that you would think through my thoughts and speak through my mouth. And I ask that that same anointing would anoint the hearers. God, that you would take these words and make them a custom-tailored prophetic message for the path that they are walking today. God, only you can do that, but we know that you do, and we know that you will. And so we thank you for it ahead of time. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen, amen. I want to start by sharing a story with you from a, a family vacation uh, that my family and I had, and, and I have some family here today, my mother and grandmother and aunt. We were on vacation, uh, our family vacations every year in the Finger Lake region, of New York. And this particular family vacation, we had decided to go ahead and pick up a family tradition, which is to hike the falls. And there is a huge uh, falls, it's called Carpenter Falls, near this lake where we vacation. And there's about three uh, sets of falls. And you hike through this this cold water creek, and it's just beautiful, and that's sort of the easy part. And then you get to the falls. There's three sections there, and you can kind of pick and choose when you've had your full of nature, and you can turn around and go back. Of course, the diehards go up all three sets, and they get larger as they progress. I usually have gone along with the hiking of the falls just for the hike through the creek, and then I pretend to be the martyr and stay with the snacks at the bottom while everyone hikes, and that's my out. Well, this particular year, I had some nephews and nieces in tow, and I have this one niece, Lucy, who's just fearless, much to my chagrin. And so I was going along behind the group helping Lucy. Really, Lucy was helping Aunt Jen, but, you know, she was my cover. And so we got to the first falls, and I picked my moment and I said, you know what, everybody, y'all go ahead. Lucy and I will stay here with the snacks. And Lucy promptly turned around and said, oh, no, Aunt Jen, I'm going up that falls. And so I pulled her aside and I said, Lucy, let me tell you, I've been here. And you're going to hate it. There's mud. There could be little fish swimming around in there. And she looked at me and she looked at her brothers that were already heading toward the falls. And she looked at me and she said, I'll see you later. And she, she took off. Well, I knew at this point I couldn't be the only one left behind. So I headed up the falls with them. And I thought for sure this would be the stopping point. Lucy got her fill. And so, again, I tried to convince her to stay right there with me. But her brothers were heading up that second falls. And so off she went. So off I went. And so this continued throughout the day. We finally got to the top. I, I literally thought I was going to die. I, I wasn't getting very much oxygen. I was already wetter than I planned on being. We finally get there, and I'm just ready to eat these snacks, turn around, and go back. And at that point, one of our older cousins on the trip, he said, you know, rather than go back down the falls, if we go up this hill, we'll go to the road it's a lot faster to get back. Well, I turned and looked up the hill, and there was no hill in sight. All there was was a sheer, muddy incline. I mean, just degrees from just straight up. And I just looked at him. I said, Art, have you lost your ever-loving mind? And uh, he said, no, it's fine. You just grab onto the roots. And I said, we've got little kids with us. He said, oh, it'll be great. And once again, off they took up this hill. 
So I have no choice at this point, so I start up. Well, I'm the last one in the pack. And I hadn't done this enough to realize that if you're climbing up any kind of hill or incline that's made of mud, which, by the way, had been raining for four days, that the more people that climb up in front of you are loosening everything for when you get there. And so I'm coming up behind because, you know, I don't want to be the one that, that's the bowling ball that knocks the family out, you know. And so I'm climbing up, and we get about halfway up, and kids are crying at this point. Like, it's really bad. But I get halfway up, and sure enough, all of that, that mud and that dirt that was holding up that hillside had been loosened by everybody that had gone before me. And the next thing I knew, that ground underneath where I had my feet dug in just began to crumble, and I started going very quickly down that hillside. And so at this point, you know, I'm grabbing for anything to stop the free fall. And so I'm grabbing onto weeds, and, and they stop me for a half a millisecond, and of course they pull out, and, and I keep going, and I keep going, and, and I'm just picturing at any point I'm going to fall away from this hillside and just land on the bottom of that falls, and that's, you know, going to be the end. But thankfully, as I was sliding down, I went right by this tree that was growing out of the side of that hillside. Thank you, God above. And I quickly grabbed on to one of the roots that was hanging out of that hillside. And when I grabbed on to the root of that tree, it was strong enough and solid enough to sustain me. And it stopped that free fall that I was in. You would think at this point that my wonderful family had turned around and said, my Lord, what has happened to our beloved Jen? We must stop and go back and get her. And as I looked up for their compassion-filled faces, all I saw were their butts because no one had noticed that my life had just flashed before my eyes. And so I was thinking about that moment this morning because I have listened to many of my friends' conversations. You watch the news and the media, and there is almost this sense that with everything that's going on, it's sort of like what used to be normal has just disintegrated under our feet. And it's almost like life as we know it here in the good old United States is in a bit of a free fall. And just about the time that you think something has come along that we can dig our feet in, there's a new report that comes out that says, well, it, there's, there's things slowing down. Or a report comes out that says the economy is stabilizing. Just about the point that you grab on to information like that to stabilize you, sort of like those weeds that I grabbed onto, boy, they don't, just, they don't last a millisecond, do they? And the next thing you know, what they said was true has been disproven. The numbers that they gave turned out they were skewed. What you thought was giving us some information that looked like was going to bring something that would stabilize us, turns out there was a hidden agenda attached, and there we find ourselves in a free fall again. But what I sense and I hear the Spirit of God saying is that there is something that will be like a tree that you can wrap yourself around right now. And I believe that that thing is heaven's wisdom. Because heaven's wisdom is not based by any of humanity's polls, come on, or statistics, or reports, or they said, or they didn't say, or I saw this video, or no, it's based on something that came long before anything called a pandemic or a virus or any such measure was ever defined. Heaven's wisdom was here before all of that. And I believe that heaven's wisdom is asking for more real estate in your life right now. Just like that tree root was sure, solid, fixed, and saved me, everything else fell through, but that sustained and stabilized me. Right now, as we're looking for what the future holds, I'm hearing conversations like this. Families are waiting for school schedules. Hello. Companies are looking for the new normal. Whole industries are trying to figure out where they fit. Facts come, facts fall through. But the key for living in this moment 
is heaven's wisdom. I want to share with you a verse out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 8. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 and then verses 22 through 31. And I want you to listen to what the Word is saying to us this morning. It says, Does not wisdom call and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way at the crossroads, wisdom takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town and at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all that live. For the Lord created me wisdom at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields or the world's first bits of soil, when he established the heavens, wisdom was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I, wisdom, was beside him like a master worker. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race. I want to say to you this morning that if wisdom was present to help create the world we are in, then it has to be the key to living in this world today. Wisdom has a voice. Maybe some of you are recalling moments where you were in the middle of something that demanded an answer, and instead of yelling out, you took a pause, and you heard that voice of wisdom. I was reminded of a meeting that I was invited to be a part of. It was for a major company, and I happened to be friends with a husband and wife that owned the company and were the CEO, and we had established a relationship. The Lord had used me to minister to them and their family at different times, and so their company was in a moment of transition, and they asked me just to come and sit in on this meeting. It seemed a bit overwhelming to me because present in the meeting was their CFO, you know, a few of their board of directors, and then a few other individuals that were professionals in, in business. Their attorney was present. And so as they began to discuss the possible major shifts in transition that they were contemplating for their company, they put forth a couple of measures they were about to take, and they put it before this table, and they asked everyone to weigh in. And so I remember going into that room thinking, I'm planning on remaining fairly silent through this whole thing because I just don't feel qualified educationally to be in this room. I certainly don't feel qualified experientially. There are people here, some of them have been in business longer than I've been alive, you know. And so I'm just sitting quietly there to the right of this massive boardroom table in this uh, meeting room. And so immediately as they put that forward, all of these individuals began to weigh in. And of course, the CFO brought in the numbers and their attorney brought in the legal ramifications and, and they were talking through this and it had gone on for about 20 minutes. And as I'm listening to all this, it was kind of one of those moments, you know, where you're in the room, but you kind of leave the room. And this internal voice, and it was the voice that I had come to know as the voice of wisdom. And it just seemed to pop up on the inside of me and sort of began to paint this picture of an outcome for this company. And it was, uh, it was close to what they were talking about doing, but it had some nuances, some differences to it. And, and what the, the voice of wisdom was showing me was actually going to enable them to keep the workforce that they had rather than let them go and start brand new. And so... I'm just holding on to this, you know, as I'm listening to everything. And suddenly the, the CEO that was sitting to my left, she was listening to all this, and she turned and she said, well, uh, Reverend Jen, you're awfully quiet. 
And I said, that's by design. And she said, well, what, what do you think about all of this? And so then all the eyes of all those educated, experienced people turned to me. And, you know, you're sweating it in those moments. But I just remember the Spirit of God speaking to me in that moment. And he said, Jen, you're not here because of your education. There's nothing wrong with it, but that's not why you're in the room. And you're not in the room because of your experience. There's nothing wrong with it. There's other people that represent that. But you are in this room to represent my voice of wisdom. So give your part. And by the way, you're not inferior because of it. And so I just piped up and I began to share just that picture that I just kind of saw flash before me in front of my eyes. And, and the more I shared it, I, you know, I got a little bit more confident. And, and as I began to share that, I just watched everybody in the room began to sort of lean in as their wheels began to turn on not what was my awesome idea. It was the voice of wisdom that found voice in the room. And when wisdom was declared at the table, it activated all the gifts in that room to come around what was going to secure the whole. This is heaven's wisdom that heaven's looking for right now. And it's not that it's going to drop out of the sky by people who aren't listening to heaven's voice of wisdom. Heaven's voice of wisdom is looking for you and I that are already in relationship with the spirit of the living God. That are sitting in rooms, sitting in Zoom calls, sitting in chat rooms. While all of these things are being discussed in what's feeling like a free fall. And heaven's wisdom is going, could I find voice through you? Could you be a stabilizing voice in this moment right now? Heaven's voice of wisdom does not discriminate. It is available to all of creation, regardless of class, regardless of race, or any other boundary established by humanity. But I want you to hear this today. But the born-again person... The one that is of the kingdom of God is designed and designated to live in working relationship with the voice of wisdom. It is, it is why we are here, to build the kingdom of God with it. I would dare say that the voice of wisdom, finding a voice to speak in our systems that govern our life in culture, in our workplace, in our education system, you would have been hard-pressed to find a moment to maybe give voice to heaven's wisdom. But right now, while everyone is looking for answers in the way forward, I'll tell you what, there is a vast vacuum for heaven's voice of wisdom to speak up. The voice of wisdom is, I have found very much, like the voice of our Father God, it's not pushy. The voice of, of wisdom does not insist its way in. Its sound is not found on the surface of an issue. No, wisdom is found in the deeper places. The pressing and the pausing to hear it is why I believe the voice of wisdom makes such a profound impact on the hearer. Because you have to push past the loudest, quickest answer to hear its words for you. You see, wisdom expects us to bend our ear to strain to hear it. Wisdom is the way forward. It always has been the way forward. And wisdom is your way forward for whatever decisions lie before you right now. I had the chance to spend a few precious moments with a mighty woman of God that I have a lot of respect for. She and her husband pastored a mega church right outside of New York City. They were wonderful pastors, but he was a prolific songwriter. In the early 90s, he wrote a lot of the songs that many churches sang around the world, like, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord, and The Name of the Lord is a Strong Tower, and just an incredibly gifted couple. They also own many businesses right in the heart of Manhattan. And so uh, she was older in age, and her beloved husband, pastor or CEO, had recently passed away. He'd moved to heaven. 
And I was just on the other side of, of her celebrating his home going, spending some time with her. And she was just so bright, and she just had such a light in her face. And I said, tell me how you're doing. And she said, you know, I had a really hard couple of weeks. And she said, I went before the Lord one morning, and I said, Father, there are so many decisions, that uh, choices that lie before me, decisions I have to make. It's too much for me. My husband handled this. I'm overwhelmed. There's, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said, do you know that the Spirit of God spoke up on the inside of me, and I heard these words, you don't have one decision you have to make. She said, what? Lord, what are you talking about? You know all these real estate decisions, financial decisions. What are we going to do with the church and staff? She said, everywhere I look are decisions. And the, and the voice of wisdom spoke to her again and said, I have not left you with one decision that you have to make. She said, well, God, I just don't understand what you're saying. And then the Spirit of God spoke to her and said, don't you know that my wisdom has already decided everything for you? He said, all you have left to do is choose to do today what I already decided for you yesterday, and you'll walk in the benefits of it tomorrow. You see, wisdom has gone before us. Wisdom, God's wisdom. The world is searching right now for what is called the wisdom of the ages. The wisdom of the ages is let's look back at throughout history and mankind and when life has been in a moment like this before, what did they learn and what did they do? Well, you know what? I agree there's things to be learned from that. Listen, I am all for learning from somebody who's been that way before rather than having to learn the hard way. Can I get an amen in the house today? I appreciate that. The wisdom of the ages can give us information. And to pull on heaven's wisdom is not to negate that, but everyone is hungering after the wisdom of the ages. In fact, I recently did a search. There's actually a top-selling, best-selling book called The Wisdom of the Ages that you can purchase right now that's full of 60 of our top thinkers that will tell you the insights for the best way you can live your life right now. Aren't you glad to know all you got to do is buy, buy that book? For $49.99. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's actually a supplement package right now called the Wisdom of the Ages that you can purchase that will get you through this pandemic is, is the claim. It has vitamins you can take. There's essential oils in there. Nothing against vitamins or essential oils. But the Wisdom of the Ages supplement package is proven to make you wise. How about that? It's on eBay. If anybody wants to get their phone out, don't do it. Um, there's, a, there's a collegiate class, an online class you can sign up for right now called the Wisdom of the Ages that will give you like the Cliff Notes version for our culture. And every time we've been through anything of a pandemic size that will tell you what the greatest thinkers of those times did. Wisdom of the ages is what people is searching for. But heaven's wisdom is higher than the wisdom of the ages. Heaven's wisdom sits above and looks down over the expanse of the wisdom of the ages. It's not that the wisdom of the ages can't give us anything, but it cannot bring us through on its own. The wisdom of the age, though is full of information, falls short of having the power to guide you through your future. The collectum wisdom of the ages, collectively together at its best, can only tell us where we have been. But heaven's wisdom, come on, knows the end from the beginning. I love this scripture uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7, I believe it is. It says, yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom. 
but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. So Paul is giving us an insight that there is a wisdom that I speak to people in, and that wisdom isn't just the wisdom that they can be educated about through information. It's a wisdom that takes that into account but sits above it. This is heaven's wisdom that we're looking for right now. Heaven's wisdom is complete. Heaven's wisdom is sure. It's sound. It takes into account all the pieces and gives you your true north. Heaven's wisdom is the sure grab because it will not fall away on you and it will not dissipate. How do we define wisdom? A lot of people define wisdom in different ways. I think my most favorite definition of wisdom is simply this. It's the know-how. It's the know-how to do it. It includes knowledge. In fact, when you see the word wisdom throughout the word of God, you usually find wisdom and knowledge side by side in those verses because wisdom cannot exist without a knowledge of all of the facts. I hear a lot of people sort of trying to bash Christians right now that are saying, well, I'm just, I just need to hear from heaven for my life, my job, my family. And people say, oh, well, you're just sticking your head in the sand. You're ignoring the reality of what's going on. You know, you're just acting without any common sense and, and all of these labels and, and trying to paint us in a box, you know, are thrown at us. But the truth is that living by heaven's wisdom is not pushing the facts aside. Heaven's wisdom takes into account all of the pieces of the information and then draws out of that the collective good that is the highest way forward. The difference is I'm not going to make my decisions merely by your information because you will have to admit that your information that you're giving me, as good as it is, is not fail-proof. You know that your information that you're giving me, as good as it is, cannot give me an indefinite 100% way forward. It's fallible. So I don't disprove the information that's coming to me, but I take that information. I'm not a head in the sand person, but I take that information and I lift that information up to the voice of wisdom. And I say, Father God, with all of this facts and information that is going on right now, you know what is true, you know what is pure, you know what is right, you know what is without agenda, you know what is hidden agenda, but amidst all of it, Father, taking all of this into consideration, this is not the kingdom I am of. Your kingdom is the kingdom I am of. Give me the wisdom I need for today. And out of that wisdom I choose for my life, out of that wisdom I choose for my family, not a thumb up at the information, I just simply have decided to live out of the kingdom of God that sits above all principality and power, all might, all dominion, all virus, all pandemic. Why? Because it's proven, because it's sure, And because when you get to the bottom of the wisdom of the ages, the wisdom that lasted was usually the wisdom that came from heaven anyway. That's the company that we are of. Wisdom cannot exist without a knowledge of all of the facts. Wisdom is the ability to devise a perfect ends, to achieve those ends by a perfect means. Sounds something that can stabilize us today. Wisdom is the power to see and the inclination to choose the best and the highest way forward. The bottom line is that wisdom is the will of God for us. Our God, this is good news for us today, our God is called the all-wise God. He knows everything about everything. Sometimes I think that the world just thinks that God only knows everything about church stuff. But God's the creator of the universe. He knows everything about everything. Theologians call him 
omniscient. God cannot devise a bad plan. He cannot fail to bring his promises to their conclusion because his omniscience, all-knowing, undergirds his wisdom. He takes into consideration all of the facts and the information about your life right now. He takes into consideration all the pieces, all the people that are attached to you. He takes into consideration what you've come through and what's in front of you. And because he plots your right now from the end, the wisdom that is speaking to you for today is speaking to you from the end of the road. That is why you can stake your life on it. Wisdom has a voice and we must make room to hear it. Just like that moment in that boardroom, there was a moment where voices began to immediately give voice to the information they had and what they spoke out of. But I'll tell you what, there was a deeper place in that room. And because wisdom does not disintegrate, anybody in that room could have paid attention to it. But that's why I was there. I wonder, even in the weeks ahead, how many of you will find yourselves in the middle of conversations that seem to be happening all around you, where a lot of information is being given, feelings are being shared. I wonder how many of you will find yourselves on company calls, Zoom calls, online calls, meetings in rooms where things are being decided for the future. And even in that midst, whether it's a physical room or a cyber room, heaven is looking for a conduit for its voice of wisdom. I'm not saying that heaven's looking for you to give forth an hour and a half prophecy about the last days full of King James. No, that call might end with your dismissal, but heaven is looking for a voice that will sit quietly in that meeting, sit quietly in that conversation and say, oh, wisdom, let me go beyond the shallow surface here and listen for the picture that you're painting. Let me listen for how you would paint this conversation. Let me listen to you and look to you for the high road in this moment right now. If we will do this, wisdom will not just sustain us, but wisdom will stretch you to become all that God is within you. I have watched so many individuals over the past four months, born-again believers, many that are educators, uh, many that are involved in politics and in very um, pivotal uh, cities and regions, born-again believers that suddenly have found wisdom has made room for them. And people are being drawn to them simply because they found themselves in moments like that. And while everyone else was panicking and knee-jerking and merely responding and reacting in the moment, wisdom came up out of them and it positioned them above others that had more experience and more education. And now they find themselves with more influence than they ever had before. That is what this moment is about for the body of Christ. Wisdom is not just here to sustain us, church. Wisdom is here to stretch us, to tap into the capabilities and the giftings and the influence that God ordained for us to have for those without it to look to us and say, where did that come from and do you have more of it? We are living in the moment we have prayed about and sung about and talked about when the world is running out of answers, looking as creation groans for the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. I hear the Spirit of God encouraging us and emboldening us this morning, saying, whatever wisdom has told you thus far, don't you back off of it. Don't you shy away from it. Don't you feel inferior because what wisdom is telling you to do doesn't line up with the new norms or the new systems or the new cultures. Don't you back down and feel inferior and second guess what wisdom already gave you and stabilized you with in the first place. You hold fast to that. 
If you wrote it down, you pull those words that wisdom spoke to you again, and you hold them in front of your face. And if you need to, you take those words of wisdom back to the source that they came from and say, Father, this is the last thing your wisdom said to me. Do you have anything else you'd like to add on to it for today? For I guarantee you that if you will do this, wisdom will get you through your moment. As just like the Spirit of God spoke to that precious woman, you don't have a lot of decisions you have to make. If you'll let the voice of wisdom speak to you, all you'll have to do is choose to do what wisdom's telling you to do. Come on. Wisdom is bringing us through a moment like this. And it's putting us in position. Wisdom is activating our capacity. Wisdom is activating our potential. And with Holy Spirit wisdom, we can begin to live from the expected results of Jesus' completed actions. That is the life of faith in the kingdom of God. I can expect the results of Jesus' completed actions. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2 says this, And the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. That was a prophetic uh, verse that was spoken about Jesus, the Messiah. But I want to remind you, church, of something today that you're in him and he's in you. And that when you leave this church, when you finish watching this online message, and you go about your day, and you go into the world, whatever capacity you have to interact with them, you are Jesus to them. And when you show up, the Spirit of the living God is saying to you, just as it prophetically spoke about Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord rests upon you today. The Spirit of wisdom is on you today. And the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, is on you today and the spirit of might is on you today and by the way the spirit of might will eradicate any symptom of sickness or disease because that is the expected result of Jesus's completed actions for you so if you come around some kind of symptom if you get around somebody that says well I got this result and that result and you feel symptoms coming on you don't you just lay down and roll over Come on, you grab on to the spirit of might, and you begin to declare the expected results of the completed work of Jesus, who went to the cross and said, I took stripes on your back for your healing before anything called a virus or a pandemic ever existed. Come on, this isn't a reactionary moment. This is a proactive moment. I don't wait for something to be told to me. I tell it. I got a prescription for you. Hey, I gave you a test, and let me tell you the outcome. I have tested positive for the blood of Jesus, and no sickness or disease can live in any part of my body. You say, oh, that must be nice. You've never had anything try to come on you time and time again. But that's not when I roll over. That's the time when I stand up and I begin to declare what is true of me because of the kingdom I am of. This is not living in a false reality. This is choosing to live out of the highest reality. People get all puffed up because they're the best one living out of all the most recent information. Where's that getting you? I'm going to live my life out of the revelation that has withstood the wisdom of the ages, that have brought people out of indescribable situations, that raises people from the dead, come on, that pulls people back from the brink of death and says, you're not finished yet. That's the reality you and I are living out of. The spirit of counsel and the spirit of might. This is the moment for the spirit of might upon Christians. The spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Paul talked about the importance of wisdom for the New Testament church. In the book of Ephesians, in chapter 1, he prayed this over them, and he prayed for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, of all of the things that Paul could have prayed for the church. 
as he saw through the millennium, everything that would come and everything that we would go through and all the changes that humanity and our world would experience, what could Paul pray and tell us to pray that would be of most benefit and the most effective? He said, church, pray this. Pray for the spirit of wisdom. Pray for the spirit of revelation. What is he talking about the spirit of? Have you ever known somebody and you just say, I don't know what it is about them. There's just, they just have such a generous spirit. There's such a spirit of generosity about them. What are you saying about someone that has a spirit of generosity? It means when you go out to eat with them, you don't have to wonder what kind of tip they're going to leave. It's going to be generous. In fact, anybody that's ever had the pleasure of waiting tables before, come on, you know your customers that have a generous spirit about them. They get their coffee first. Hello. They get their check the fastest. Why? Because you don't have to wonder what kind of tip they're going to leave you. Why? There's just a generous spirit about them. You're going through a hard day. There's people you know at work that have a, a funky spirit about them. And then there's people that you know at work or in your family that just have such a loving spirit about them. And when you're having a rough moment, you don't go to those funky people. You go find the person that's always got a smile on their face. Why? Because you know they're prone to have a smile on their face and love you. When Paul said, have a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation, what's he saying? Be someone that's just known that your go-to is, what is wisdom for this moment? Be the person that has created real estate in your life. What am I talking about? In your downtime, does Netflix own your real estate? Does Amazon Prime get all your real estate? Or is there real estate in your daily life where wisdom gets to talk to you about what you're going through? Have a spirit. Paul said, this church, this is what you're going to need. A spirit of wisdom. And a spirit of revelation. Because if you have wisdom and you have revelation, you will not just get through anything. You will soar through anything. It will stretch you and it will tap you in to the greatest capabilities God put on the inside of you before you ever took your first breath. For the church of Jesus Christ, this moment isn't a, a moment to shrivel up. This is a moment to expand because wisdom is giving us the way forward and creating us as a valuable asset to show others the way forward in this moment. I believe wisdom and revelation, the spirit of it, like Paul said, is literally hanging in the atmosphere for kingdom believers going, would you just, would you just create a little more space for me and let me get you what you need. I believe the spirit of wisdom and revelation is literally palpable in our atmosphere as the church of Jesus Christ constantly, as Proverbs says, calling in the streets, make room for me. Come over here and listen to me. Let wisdom be the voice that you bend your ear for up over the crowd that says, this is, hey, listen to me, this is the way, walk ye in it. And you say, yeah, but that's not what everybody else is doing. That's not the latest report the news said. That's not the last article I read on the internet. And wisdom is saying, but I know the end from the beginning. I've already been there. Information is speaking to you of this moment, but I already know the outcome. Make your decisions by what I give you to do. I'll tell you what, we're having to live with a lot of people that are experiencing stress levels they've never known before. And if you've ever been through stress yourself, you know stress makes you into a person you never thought you would be. I'll tell you what, wisdom is informing us how to deal with people that are stressed to the max right now. We've got people that we're having to work with and even function with, and they are just freaked out by what's happening. They're still grappling for a route to sustain their free fall. We're seeing things come out of them. We go, I didn't even know that was in you. I never thought you'd respond this way. And rather than react to them, rather than pound them over the head, wisdom will compel you to walk them through this journey and come out on the other side. Come on, wisdom is at our fingertips for everything that you and I need right now. I want to close by reading a chapter out of the book of 1 John. And 
It's out of a translation of the Bible. It's called the Mirror Bible. If you haven't heard of it, I highly recommend it. Incredible uh, translation of the Bible. And there's just a precious passage of Scripture in 1 John. And I've been reading it actually over the last week or so as I was preparing to come be with you this morning. 1 John chapter 4. And, and every time I would read this portion of Scripture... It would bring tears to my eyes, and I, I couldn't quite figure out why. And the day before I left my home in Nashville, I was just studying and praying, and I realized that the tears in one way weren't necessarily my own, but it was, it was that I was so sensing the heart of the Father over the church right now. And he is so hovering in this moment with us. I... I don't know all of the decisions that you and your family face right now. Everybody's walking things out in very different ways based on your season of life. But I just want to remind you this morning that you are not walking this moment out alone. That heaven has your back, but wisdom knows the answers that you need. 1 John chapter 4 in verse 4, and you may just want a, a, a listen to how this reads. It says, My darling children, you have nothing to fear. Do not doubt for a moment the legitimacy of your sonship. You originate in God and have already conquered the worldly religious system because of the unveiling of Christ in you. His living presence in you is far superior to the feudal antichrist mindsets present in the world. I'm going to read that again. His living presence in you is far superior to the feudal antichrist mindsets that are present in the world. Their conversation mirrors their source and appeals to a common audience the pseudo-claim of a pseudo-system has blindfolded multitudes to believe a lie about themselves. But our beingness originates in God. Anyone who knows what God knows about mankind's authentic genesis hears this word. Those who do not see their origin in God are deaf to what we communicate. This is the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, love always includes others. Since love springs from God, its source is found in the fellowship of the Father, the Spirit, and the Son. And everyone who encounters love immediately knows that they too are born of the same source. Church, as we continue to follow the path that God has for us, wisdom is the will of God for your life. To hear the voice of wisdom, knowing that you are born from the source of love, clears a path for you to hear wisdom as easy as sitting down in your favorite chair. Oh, the enemy will bring up history and try and give you reasons why you can't hear clear. But none of that originates from the kingdom that you are of. For the kingdom of God is yelling of your sonship every day of your life. Wisdom does not discriminate. Wisdom holds no account of past wrongs. In fact, as we said, you were designed and designated to work in living connection with heaven's wisdom for today. I'll tell you, those of us that are operating in heaven's wisdom, oh, God is opening up doors and opportunities like never before. Church, let's take our moment. Let's take our door. Let's take hold of every opportunity not to come up with a rebuttal for what someone has to say. That's not what wisdom does. It's not pushy. It's not condemning. But wisdom will always point 
to the better way. And I believe that heaven this morning is shining its brightest light on a higher way today, saying, lift your eyes, church. Lift your eyes. And once you lift your eyes, lift your ears for what wisdom is ringing in your ear. And let it be your guiding force to take you into the future. I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And the sense I have in my spirit this morning is that the spirit of wisdom that is so readily waiting to speak to you has some things to download to our hearts today. I know that for some in times past, and I have talked to many who have said this, it's so hard for me to hear clear with everything that is happening. I wish I could get away. I wish I could just clear my plate for a day. I, you know, everybody's at home all the time. I'm just fighting for space. But do you know that if we look at the wisdom of the ages, we find out that there are people that heard the wisdom of heaven that they needed in the middle of wars with bombs going off. There has been individuals, men and women, that have heard the voice of wisdom speak up on the inside of them in critical moments in hospital rooms when decisions had to be made in a millisecond. Decisions that had to be made behind the wheel of a car or a truck before a collision. Wisdom doesn't need a bunch of time and space. Wisdom only needs the honor and respect that you alone can give it to speak to your heart. So I want us to do this today. Would you stand with me all over this auditorium? And we're going to lift our voice to heaven and say, wisdom, spirit of wisdom, take up real estate in me. Take up space in me more than you have before. Wisdom, speak to me. Wisdom, show me my way forward. Wisdom, reveal to me the open door. Wisdom, whatever it is that you've been trying to get my attention for, you've got it right now. You've got my attention right now. While systems have corroded and the old normal has faded away, Lord, I don't need normal to sustain me anymore. I've got your wisdom for today. I'm not living in a free fall. For, Father, you have your wisdom words wrapped around me. And so we thank you for it. Spirit of truth, speak and reveal. Paint pictures on the inside. Articulate words that we've never heard before. Father, we thank you for deposits of wisdom and revelation. As we go forward into the week ahead, Father, you know the rooms, the conversations the phone calls that we are about to be a part of. Lord, I ask you send your wisdom into those moments for us to discover. God, that when we get in there, Lord, wisdom would find its voice through us. For God, we're not just looking to be sustained ourselves, we're looking to be stretched. We're looking, Father, for you to activate us in this day like never before. God, use me as a voice of wisdom in the earth. Use me to work in working relationship. God, for I recognize it's what I've been designed for. It's what I've designated for. And I listen to you today. Let's listen to his voice today, church. Hear what he would have to say to you. In Jesus' name.